Welcome to the Tub Talk Sports Podcast. I am your host, Donovan Place, and I'm joined here by my co-host, Ben Schmidt and Colin Hansel. In today's episode, we're going to talk uh, the MLB season preview as well as our predictions for it. So guys, let's get right into it. Uh, let's start off with the American League, more specifically the AL East. Um, this was a very good division last year. What, what are the thoughts on this division this year? Well, first of all, let me just say I am super excited now that we're just about two days away. There were there were some even some talks about the offseason about pushing it back a month to get a lot of players vaccinated. I'm glad that that didn't happen. I'm ready for baseball. I'm ready for for I believe most stadiums to have fans because because last year it really was wasn't fans until until we got to the playoff games and that was a neutral site. So I'm excited for that. Can't wait for season to get started. We've got a great slate on Thursday. All 30 teams play. So. I'm looking forward to that. But getting into the AL East, I think this is we're going to see some changes in this division. We know last year the Rays won it and ended up coming out of the American League and, and playing in the World Series. But they they lost some pieces, losing Ace. I mean, I guess Ace, Tyler Glass was also an Ace. But losing Blake Snell hurts them. And I also think the Yankees got better. We know the Yankees are going to have some injuries. They all they always have injuries. And the season not even started. And I believe Aaron Judge is like a minor injury already. So... Um, but I still think the Yankees, the way they got better and they have so much talent, they're going to win it. Um, rest of it's not too complicated. I got Blue Jays second, actually. They were decent last year. They added George Springer. That's a really young team. They have some potential guys that could turn into superstars. And I like Hyjin Ryu at the top of the rotation. So them second. And then I got Rays. They could potentially make the playoffs. And then Red Sox and Orioles rounding out the bottom. Yeah, I agree. Um, I also have the Yankees, but I'm a big fan of the Toronto Blue Jays this year. Um, I loved what I saw saw out of them last year. They made that playoff run. Um, they did get in with the help of the um, was it seven teams, seven team playoff, eight teams, eight, eight teams. teams per side. You're muted. <laughs> I think they made it in. Oh, I was muted. Uh, I think they made it in as the seed so I think that's very interesting yeah I mean they got a, a lot of good young pieces um I like their pitching and I also have them finishing second the Rays lost some key pieces which is we talked about this before but it's just kind of cool how they're doing things like they're a young team on the rise and then they're still yet after making the World Series they're still kind of building for the future so that's very interesting but um yeah, the Red Sox also get a couple guys back from injury. Chris Sale is back, which is big. I have them finishing fourth as well. So, uh, Ben, we're on the same page for the AL East. Yeah, so for the AL East, I I think I agree with the most of you. I have, do have the Yankees finishing first. I feel like they're the best team in that division. I feel like they're the best team in the American League. I know they're going to have a lot of injuries. I know Luke Voigt's going to be out for a while. Um, Aaron Judge is has a little setback, but their Yankees are so good at player depth and players always step for up to them. They're the deepest team, I think in all of baseball. Um, so I love the Yankees. I have them going at first. I agree with the Blue Jays second and the Rays. I have them in third, mostly just because the thing that's made the Rays so good the last couple of years is that they have so much pitching depth and losing Snell and Charlie Morton is really going to hurt them. And if, if over the season they have a starting pitcher that gets hurt, they're going to be 
they're going to be scraping the bottom of the barrel. That's why I don't like them as much this year. And the Red Sox this year, I feel like can surprise a couple teams because now that they have sale back and their, I mean, their offense is still very stacked with Bogarts. He'll be an MVP candidate. I feel like this year Devers will get back on track. Um, uh, Verdugo, the right fielder, is a very young, promising player. This is going to be a competitive AL East, and I'm very excited for it. Let's move on to the American League Central. Colin, how about you start? Because this has your your team in it. Yeah. So last year, throughout the whole season, it was one of the most competitive divisions because of the top three teams. Um, the Indians, Twins, and White Sox were all back and forth the entire season. And then we know that at the end of the year or the end of the 60-game year, the White Sox in that last week uh, really blew their division lead. They were atop of the AL, and they ended up falling to, I believe, the sixth seed, something around something seventh, – Seventh seed. Seventh seed. And, uh, yeah, tough finish, but still very young team. The Twins, I want to look at the Twins first. Their offseason, they got – they signed um, Andrelton Simmons – um, shortstop. They sign or they re-signed Nelson Cruz, and they got J.A. Happ. Um, he's older, and the Sox um, last year were probably like the best, uh, the best hitting team against lefties. Um, they also picked up Alex Colomay from the White Sox, which is a nice addition to their bullpen. Um, but in my opinion. Um, the White Sox should come out on top of this division. Um, we know that they fired Rick Renteria. They brought in Tony Larusa. Remains to be seen how this is all going to work out because, you know, everyone was skeptical at first. He had the DUI, which just made it even worse. Um, kind of became a big joke across the league. But at the same time, I think this roster is talented enough and – I mean, I, I don't want to bash the man before we see what he can do, you know. Let's see what happens. We'll see. I, I, I feel like he's going to get along with the players well. I think the players are going to um, keep that same, you know, fun clubhouse energy that they've been having. And I think this team is easily talented enough to win this division, and I think they're capable of winning 100 games. I love their rotation this year, um, bringing back – or bringing in Lance Lynn, getting Kopech back at the back of the rotation. Uh, they brought back Carl Sordan, and he's looked great in spring training, so that's a positive. Um, and, yeah, I love the bullpen. I think it's easily one of the best in baseball. The addition of Liam Hendricks was huge, and I'm fired up about the White Sox this season. Yeah, I think picking them to win the division is, is a completely fair pick. I think the loss of Eloy Jimenez with the uh, – it was a peck injury, correct? Right? So that that could yep. be huge. It, it, it really is going to come down to whether or not Andrew Vaughn, super talented young guy, but it's whether he can fill in enough at that position. And it's not like if you look at the stats for Eloy, he wasn't putting up world beater stats, but he's still a very productive, especially power bat in the middle of that lineup. And there's guys you just can't replace, um, guys that hit the, hit the home run ball. So – it's, it's going to come down to how well he can step up. They have very strong areas of their team in general. And I, I think 
as, as much as I don't like that, based on the reports today, he could still be back for maybe the end of the season. And I think it's going to be a really close race, but I have the White Sox winning that division. If another starter were to get hurt, and I think we'll see a lot of starters across all of baseball get hurt, then maybe it would, it would, it would sway me towards the Twins, but I'm going to go White Sox. I have Twins after that, and then um, I actually think I have the Twins, one of my wildcard teams, and then Indians, Royals, Tigers. Yeah, because if one of our pitchers gets hurt, we're going to have to throw in Reynaldo Lopez back into that rotation. And uh, that's that like – It was like an automatic loss every five starts last season. That's a guy that's great for a, a rebuilding team to eat innings, but on a contending team, you really shouldn't have a spot in the rotation. Yeah, and also one more thing is on the Eloy injury, they did say that it's not quite as bad as they initially thought. They're saying up to six months, and they're saying maybe four months he's going to be out for recovery. Um, obviously we don't know yet, but, um, he should be back, uh, by season's end. And also yeah. real quick, I don't want to count out the Indians completely because the Indians always find pitchers. And if you can pitch, you got a chance in every game. Yeah, that is a good point. Um, my thing with this division is, is there, it's, there's going to be a lot of competing teams, very similar to the AL, uh, East. Um, the White Sox and Twins, we've already talked a lot about. Uh, the Kansas City Royals, I think, are my sleeper team this year. Uh, they're a team that if they can stay healthy throughout the year, they have a really young rotation. Um, they have, I think, one of the biggest ballparks in all of um, all of Major League Baseball. And they have a very good defensive outfield with Ben Attendi that they added. They added uh, Michael A. Taylor and they added Hunter Renfro all very good defensive outfielders. Um, so this is going to be a very good defensive team to go along with a young pitching staff and an offense that, I mean, Ben Attendee, we've seen him put up some numbers. We've seen Salvador Perez put up numbers, Carlos Santana, Whit Merrifield. Um, so there's, there's a lot of potential with this team. This is going to be my sleeper team to make a wild card spot out of the American League. Um, but if I have to pick standings, I'm going to go with the Minnesota Twins winning it, mostly because their offense is so good, and they're adding a young guy that I will bring up later for my predictions named Alex Kirloff. He's a uh, young first baseman slash corner outfielder that in the Twins system, he's been getting compared to uh, Justin Morneau as Colin Asox, and he, he torched the White Sox for many years. Uh, so he's a guy that can, when he hits his stride, hits his prime, he'll hit close to 300 and hit 35 to 40 home runs. That's just more power, more hitting for this already amazing Twins offensive lineup. They have some pitchers. They added a column out of the bullpen. And my thing for the White Sox is that Eloy was going to be a big part this year to contribute. Uh, right now, they're experimenting with uh, Andrew Vaughn in left field. I think that's a lot of pressure put on him because he's not only going to have to replace that bat for Eloy, he's also going to have to play um, defense at a position that he's not very familiar with. I like the White Sox coming in second and getting a wild card spot. I like the Royals third, the Indians fourth, and then the Tigers rounding out the bottom. You know, I will say um, I'm not sure that Andrew Vaughn in left field defensively is uh, it, I I don't think it could be much worse than Eloy Jimenez out in left field. There, I, he was the wall crasher. Yeah, when he comes back from injury, I honestly don't think he'll be in the outfield anymore. 
Uh, he's, he's a liability out there. And it's just like a lack of awareness, you know, it's just dumb mistakes. And I've been, I've been seeing it over and over again. I keep thinking one of these times he's actually going to get hurt and he did. So I can yeah. definitely see him playing more DH when he returns. That that's my thing with the White Sox team this year is that they have a lot of expectations with the flash they showed a lot last year, but bringing in an old school manager like Larusa to this kind of new age ball club, which focuses on a lot of home runs and a lot of you know strikeouts pitching wise, and he's a guy that loves to get starters deep into the game, and he likes you know to get like back to back to back hits, kind of the old way to score a run. So I think it's going to be very interesting, especially when you have, especially in the rotation, when you have a lot of young guys, a lot of older guys in this rotation, and he's going to expect probably three to four guys pitch close to 200 innings. I think it's a lot of pressure put on guys like Kopech. Uh, I think Giolito and Lynn can obviously do it. Keuchel, I know he had his injury. He's had injury issues the last couple of years. So I think it's going to be very interesting to see how they deal with injuries because I feel like that'll play a major factor. With the White no, Sox. you're right. There, there's a lot of question marks with this team, surprisingly. Um, in the, you're right. In the back end of their rotation, one, staying healthy, and two, just is – we don't know how is Kopech going to be. Like, we've only seen him – uh, start a few games in the majors. Uh, what is what about Dylan Cease? He's had an issue with walks. Is he going to take that next step? Um, is Lance Wing going to be the same player he was last year? Um, and can you keep Giolito, Keuchel, can you keep them healthy? And we still don't know about right field. It's looking like it's going to be rotate rotation between Adam Eaton, Adam Engel. Um, neither great, not neither much better than Nomar Mazzara last year. And now questions in left field. So, uh, you know, there's definitely so, some things that worry me. But at the end of the day, I think they're just so talented. And I think they might struggle a little bit in the first half of the season at times. They might go through a couple rough stretches. But I think they'll really turn it on come September. All right, let's move on to the AL West. And a lot of changes in this division. This division is going to be very interesting. We saw the Astros, who finished in second last year. They lost George Springer. Um, the A's, their biggest uh, strength last year was their bullpen. They lost a guy like Liam Hendricks, their closer. And the Angels added a couple pieces. Um, supposedly, Otani, he'll be pitching again this year. If he can stay healthy, that's a big part. What do you guys think about the AL West? This division was really tough for me. This division and the NL Central were the two toughest when I was ranking in order. I am really honestly not a big fan of this division. If you look at the athletics, you talk about Liam Hendricks, they lose uh, Marcus Simeon as well, shortstop. We know the issues that they have with payroll, so I kind of figured that they weren't going to be able to bring those guys back anyway. Chapman being healthy will be huge. Looking at the Astros too, is we don't totally know the status of Verlander, and Springer's gone. And this was a team that wouldn't have even made the playoffs last year if it was not for the expanded 18 playoffs. And then for the Angels, they have plenty of pieces on offense. Just I don't trust their pitching whatsoever. They, they can never get pitchers. I know Otani, if he can stay healthy, it's huge for them. And if he looks anywhere near how, how he did in his rookie year, that's huge. And then I guess Jose Quintana, they, they, they brought back or they brought in, familiar with Joe Madden. So – out of those top three, there's none that I really like. 
But if, if I had to pick one, I'm going to go athletics just because I like Bob Melvin as a manager. They find ways to win. And I just don't, I, I don't really trust the Astros pitching staff, nor the angels. I'm going to go, I'm going to go athletics. Yeah. Um, for me, the AL West, I agree. I think this is actually my prediction is this is going to be the worst division of baseball. That would not be standing wise whatsoever. Yep. The Rangers and Mariners are both kind of bad. The Astros, I have dealing with a lot of injuries. They obviously lost Springer. Um, they Verlander's coming back from injury. Granky's obviously getting up there in age. They're I like biggest McCullers. Yeah, McCullers, McCullers is good. Their their biggest surprise last year pitching wise was Valdez. He's a lefty. He's out for most of the year. And then their star young prospect, Forrest Whitley, he's also going to be out for a while. So this this team is going to struggle with pitching in a in a division that has a lot of good offensive players that can hit, you know, a lot of home runs. I feel like they're going to struggle a whole lot. I I'm predicting the Astros are actually going to finish under 500. I like the Athletics to win this division, maybe not win too many games, maybe around 86 to 88. Um, I think my biggest thing is I think the Angels finish in second. They have – you mentioned their pitching staff. Their, this is probably the best their pitching staff has looked since they made the playoffs and I think, what was it, 2014? Yep, and got swept by the Royals. And it's got swept by the Royals with Otani, if he can stay healthy. Bundy looked amazing last year. Andrew Heaney has always been a guy who can eat innings. Quintana, if he stays healthy, he can eat some innings. And then their bullpen looks a lot better. I mean, my biggest thing with the Angels, they can sneak into a playoff spot if they have guys like Jared Walsh, uh, Jose Iglesias, Justin Upton, Albert Pujols. If they can step up and give them very good offensive production, I think this is going to be a very sneaky, dangerous Angels team. Yeah, I agree. I was going to make that point that I think this is Mike Trout's uh, best chance to get some postseason wins um, in a weaker division. Obviously, it doesn't come down to him. It's more on the pitching. The Angels had a fairly good offense last year in the shortened season. I believe it was a top 10 offense. Um, and, yeah, the when you look at the athletics, losing Simeon kind of sucks. They're very weak at shortstop now. And But I, st- I like their manager. I like their pitching staff. Um, they still have some of those uh, core guys around. So I also picked the athletics to win the division – I'm not huge on the Astros, despite the late push they made uh, last postseason. Um, you're right. We haven't gotten too many updates on Verlander. Zach Granke's very old. Um, you mentioned the injuries. Um, what's what, what's his first name? Uh, is it Luis Valdez? Uh, it's, I think it's Fran Mir, something like that. I don't know. Okay, I don't Just know Valdez. where that's from, but uh, – <laughs> Yeah, his, his injury is not um, reassuring. So I really I've, – I've been thinking about it. I really don't know who I have finishing second between uh, Los Angeles and the Astros. I think the Texas Rangers are going to be very bad, and I don't expect anything out of the Seattle Mariners. So um, in this weaker division, I have – I'm going with the safer pick with the Athletics winning it. All right, that wraps up the American League. Let's head over to the National League East and probably the most competitive division from top to bottom, I think, going to be this year. Um, the Mets, 
they obviously added a lot of players. The Nationals, they added a lot of good offensive pieces. The Phillies, we've been kind of waiting on all year. The Marlins, they're kind of the young team. And then, oh, yeah, the Atlanta Braves. Yeah, this Braves team is stacked. If you look at it, and they're going to they, – they have a chance to be even better than last year. Soroka's coming back. They added Charlie Morton, who is older, but I still think is good enough to – to pitch a, a decent amount of innings. So you add in those two in a rotation that had Max Fried and stud rookie Ian Anderson last year. That's a pretty good starting rotation. And then their offense is just, is just loaded. Freddie Freeman, one MVP. You got Albies. Swanson has taken steps forward in the last couple of years. Didn't really know if they were going to bring Ozuna back. He ends up coming back. That's huge for them. So that offense, oh, and yeah, Acuna too. I can't believe I almost forgot about their best, potentially best offensive player, Ronald Acuna Jr. That guy is is the future face of the league. He's already almost there at this point. So that team from from top to bottom is just stacked. The way they've built this roster over the last couple of years, I can't pick against them. I have two teams from this division making the playoffs, the other one being the Mets. But I could see any there, I, I would be shocked there's not two teams in this division that make the playoffs. And I could see I, – I feel pretty confident about the Braves winning, but I could see the, the next four really going in any order. I have, after the Braves winning it, I have Mets, Nationals, Marlins over Phillies. I'm not a huge – I'm not a huge Philly guy. I like some of the Marlins' young talent. They got a couple pitchers. I like Pablo Lopez a lot. And this is a team that, that started to get some confidence near the end of last year, and I think that could carry over. I know I'm saying a lot for Team I finishing fourth, but this is I, I think they're better than Philly, and I think they're good enough to compete with both Washington and, and the Mets. I have the Mets making the playoffs just because, especially once they get Syndergaard back potentially in the middle to late part of the year, they're one, two, three with DeGrom, Syndergaard, and Stroman has lots of potential. And, and then obviously on offense, you know what they have with Glendor, McNeil, Alonzo, Nimmo, all those guys up and down the lineup. And then even with, with, with Washington, this team is they, – they, they probably got better over the offseason, and this is a team that just won the World Series two years ago, and most guys are still there. Obviously, they lost Rendon, but they added more offense back this offseason. I, li- I like their rotation a lot. If guys stay healthy, that's been a problem for some arms in their rotation staying healthy. But uh, I, I completely agree that this could be the, the toughest division in baseball. I agree with you, Ben. I uh, I have the Atlanta Braves winning the division again, um, and we had, we questioned the rotation at times last year. But Ian Anderson was awesome in the limited starts that he had, and I believe he was very good in that playoff game. So I like the Atlanta Braves, um, even though you're right, Charlie Morton is getting a little older. I still love that pickup. I love that addition to the rotation. And I have the Mets, the new look Mets finishing second. Um, they have Stroman back this year. Obviously, there's the big Francisco Lindor pickup. I have New York finishing second. Um, I have Washington finishing third because we know how good their offense is, um, led by Juan Soto. And I think their pitching, which sucked last year, is going to be it's, – it's definitely going to be better. Um, I can see them being a middle-of-the-pack team when it comes to pitching as a whole. I have them finishing third. I have Phillies fourth. And unfortunately, despite making the playoffs last year, I have the Marlins fifth because I don't think they have quite the talent that these other squads do. Um, Mad respect to the Marlins. I just – 
don't think they would have been able to maintain that success in a full season. Yeah, so this division is going to be really deep, especially pitching-wise. So it's going to be really hard. I, I got to pick it since all the pitching is going to be very good and very similar. Um, I think I got to go with the best offense to win this division. I think it's the Braves, so I agree with you on that one. My only surprise is I have Washington finishing second. Mostly because, um, I mean, their top three pitching-wise, I think is actually better than the Mets of Scherzer, Strasburg, and Patrick Corbin, if healthy. Um, I do think DeGrom is the best pitcher in baseball, and I do think he'll win the Cy Young. But the Mets offensively, Lindor doesn't solve all their problems. They were very bad offensively and very bad defensively last year. And Lindor, although does help with both, it doesn't solve all of their problems. They're going to, I mean, one of their best players last year was Robinson Cano. He's out for the entire year with PEDs. And let's not forget about three, four weeks ago, the leaked video of them celebrating winning the World Series. That I not be good. I can't pick a team that's already celebrating seven months in advance. I have them finishing in third and missing the playoffs. But more importantly, I have the Phillies finishing, finishing fourth. And I think this would be the third year, third or fourth year of the Harper era. Um, and still no playoff appearances. I don't even think they finished above 500 yet. I feel as though if they get off to a bad start, I think they're going to be early sellers. And we could see potentially a guy like Harper, Real Muto, maybe a guy like Aaron Nola or Zach Wheeler be on the move. I think this is a Phillies team to watch to see how they play at the beginning of the year because I feel like how they play at the beginning of the year is going to greatly affect not only themselves but their division for the rest of the season. Yeah, their pitching just sucks. And let me ask you this. Do you think Washington – I mean, do you think that bullpen um, as, you know, bad it has – Bad as it has been at times, do you think they can still make the playoffs with that um, struggle? I think so, um, mostly because they dealt with a lot of injuries in their bullpen last year. And in their World Series run in 2019, their bullpen, which is, I mean, very similar to the one they have now, was very good. Daniel Hudson, Sean Doolittle, uh, Will Harris, they'll all be key contributors to their bullpen this year. It's going to be very interesting. I just think their offense with uh, Juan Soto, obviously, who might be the best hitter in all of baseball. They add guys like Josh Bell, who's absolutely been raking this spring. Kyle Schwarber, we know what his potential could be. Trey Turner. Um, they have guys coming back like Ryan Zimmerman. Uh, Carter Keyboom, who is one of their bright young stars. I think this is going to be a very underrated offense, and I can see Washington kind of surprising some people. They did my, bring in Brad Hand. Yes, yeah. they did do that too. I was going to say my only worry with uh, with Washington's bullpen is because they were fantastic during that postseason run, but it, it seemed they were really often relying on their starters were going really deep into games. They also used Corbin out of the bullpen. And I, I don't know this for sure, but I would bet if you look, a lot of their times it would be starter and then Doolittle slash Hudson. It seemed like if they were going to turn to the bullpen, it was those two or Corbin and those three these those three pitchers only. And obviously you can do that for a postseason, but you can't do that over a whole 162-game season. 
they did lose Doolittle to Cincinnati, but like you said, they got hand to that. And Doolittle wasn't that good last year anyway, so that's yeah. not a huge loss for them. So they have two good relievers in Hudson and Brad Hand. I'm just worried because that strategy is something that you can pull off for a month. But if other guys don't step up, that bullpen is going to drown over the course of, of 162 games. Yep. Uh, let's move on to the uh, highly controversial NL Central. Some people said this was the worst division in baseball last year. Some people say it was the best because they had four teams that made the playoffs last year. Whatever you want to say, this is, I mean, th- potentially four out of the five teams can win this division. And likely only one of the one team from this division will make the playoffs. So who do you guys have winning? Yeah, I would be surprised if more than one of these teams make the playoffs. And just like how in the NL East where I have second through five could all finish in any order, I think one through four in the NL Central can all finish in any order. We know the Pirates are going to suck. Their, their payroll is, is it's so insanely low. It's, it's less than, than I believe Trevor Bauer is, is making this year by himself. So that's kind of insane, kind of sad in, in general. But, yeah, Pittsburgh's going to suck. They'll trade it away any, any decent veterans that they do have at the deadline to contending teams. So that's, that's an easy pick to get out of the way. But for my one through four, and like I said, this could go any way, and I've went back and forth, I have Brewers, then Reds, then Cardinals, then Cubs. And here's why. I like the Brewers a wow. lot. I like getting Colton Wong. I like getting Jackie Bradley Jr. I think Yelich is going to be much closer to his MVP's form than last year's form. He may not be as good as the MVP, but I think as a player, he's much closer to that than what he hit last year. I'm not taking into a ton of account a lot of star players' stats from last year because a lot of star hitters had down seasons. You can you can look at it on every team, and there was likely a good player who had numbers away from his norm. So I think they get a lot cl- that closer on the offense. And Brandon Woodruff is a stud. You know their bullpen. They have multiple pieces out there. You already you know about Hayter. Devin Williams had a great year last year. I like them to win it especially in a division, if this team isn't good enough to win some other divisions, but they're good enough to win the NL Central. In second place, I got the Reds. This entire Reds team offensively underperformed from all the players' norms. It wasn't just one player. It was Castellano, Suarez, Mustakas, Votto. I know Votto's getting older, but he's a better hitter than what he was last year. And, and up and down the lineup, there were, there were starters that have produced throughout their careers that were a lot closer to hitting 200 than what they normally hit. And especially in that ballpark, I think a lot of guys are going to return more to form. They still got Gray and Castillo atop the lineup. I, I really love TJ Antone. Uh, he he kind of made his debut last year. He's got wicked stuff. Bauer kind of took him under his wing last year and showed him a lot. I think he'll be good. We saw Tyler Malley take a step forward. And especially with driveline and Derek Johnson, there, the Reds are just going to be able to continue pumping out pitchers. So that doesn't really worry me. The bullpen could be a big area of weakness. They traded away Rysel Iglesias for a pitcher that uh, just got released and signed back with the Angels. So not an excellent move there. But you got a couple decent pieces in in Garrett and Lucas Sims. Lorenzen moves to the starting rotation, so he's not going to be out there. But the bullpen could be an area of weakness. But I think the offense will be a lot better, and that's why they they move up in the division standings. Three, I got Cardinals. This is a lot of people's pick. This is a very popular pick because of the Arenado acquisition. I just don't like the Cardinals starting rotation. They're, they're opening for this opening series against Cincinnati. They're running out Flaherty. Flaherty's a very good pitcher. I won't deny that. He's 
he that that guy is a is a number one. But after that, it's Wainwright two and Carlos Martinez three, and that's not. I and after that, it gets worse. So I don't love that starting rotation. Carlos Martinez has put up decent numbers, but we've also seen him struggle with injuries. He's moved back and forth from the bullpen and the rotation. And then Wainwright is is still a quality arm, but that guy's getting up there in age. So I don't love their rotation. I already mentioned with the Brewers, they lost Colton Wong. I haven't seen a lot from Daniel Carlson yet. He could develop, but he didn't look good at all last year. So I just think this team could be too dependent on Goldschmidt and Arenado. And I just don't think they're they're well-rounded. And that's why I don't like them as much as a lot of people do. I got Cubs four. Cubs could either be in first place if the pitching turns out well and the offensive guys get back to normal, or this team could be a full-on fire sale by the deadline. I'm sure Donovan will have a lot more to say about the Cubs because I'm going to leave that open to him. And then I already talked about the Pirates. But like I said, I think it's going to be Brewers making the playoffs out of this division and no one else. Colin, you go ahead, and then after, I'll tell you all why the Cubs are going to prove everyone wrong this year. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with St. Louis. Um, Their pitching was very good last year, and I believe their offense was dead last in home runs. I believe they only had about 50 home runs last year um, in the shortened season, which is insane. I think the addition of Arenado – I know this is like a popular pick because it's like, oh, they got the big players. So it's it's almost like a Philly thing. Like, oh, they got the big players. So, you know, got to pick them. But uh, I think their offense will be better. And it's a similar thing for the Reds. I think the Reds will be better. And I have them finishing second. Hitting is contagious. And you're right. All It wasn't just a couple players. Everyone was hitting below their normal averages. I think their offense will be better. And despite losing Trevor Bauer, I still like the Reds pitching a lot with Luis Castillo and Sonny Gray. I'm going to have the Reds finishing second, third. I think I picked Milwaukee. I don't hate Milwaukee. Um, it's just they're not the same team from two, three years ago. Uh, I'm sorry I had to do this, but I got the Cubs fourth. It's not it's not a hating on the Cubs thing. It's just their path. I think it is. It, it's not. It's, you know, when you look at last season, um, I think the – I don't want to say the division's better. I think it's going to be a little better. Um, and I don't think the Cubs got any better. I think the Cardinals got a little better. I think the Reds, despite losing Bauer, are just going to be better because they're off – was putrid last year. Their their batting average was like two twelve as a team. There's no way that happens again. Um, and I don't think the Cubs would have won the division if it wasn't a shortened season. They got so, out. They got out to a hot start, and it was just enough to carry them to the end. Yeah, yeah. My thing with the Cubs though is that the Cubs, I think, top to bottom, one through eight. They have the best lineup in this division, I feel as though. That's that's um, fair. That's completely Yeah. And the thing with their rotation is that they're I mean, they're gonna need their offense to play throughout the entire six months. We know that the last month, month and a half, the Cubs tend to forget how to actually hit a baseball. But I feel I feel confident this year, especially adding like kind of small role players. I we all thought Jock Peters was gonna be a role player, and then he decided to be 
I mean, if there was an MVP for spring training, I feel as though he would be the favorite. He had the most home runs, hit a very high average, played good defense. I mean, we saw Ian Happ play very good last year. Wilson Contreras, I think, is the best catcher in all of baseball. Some may say Real Muto. I think, I think Wilson is just that much better offensively. And we know what he can do defensively, throwing and picking guys off. Bryant, Baez, Rizzo, we're going to need them all to kind of step up. Uh, Hayward played a lot better last year. So I think his team just all around plays very good. The kind of hole is second base. And yet we have three guys that can kind of play well. Uh, or Horner, excuse me, he's starting the year in AAA. But he played very good in the spring. And he was a Gold Glove finals last year. David Bodie has been basically kind of the super role player where he tends to always play good for kind of long stretches. And then we added a key player that I don't think not enough people are talking about, Eric Sogard. We took him away from Milwaukee. He had over 300 last year, played very good defense. I feel like this offense is going to be very good. And then with the pitching rotation, yes, we don't have a guy who can really consistently throw over 93 miles an hour. But the kind of philosophy for this Cubs rotation is that since the bullpen isn't going to be good, they're going to have a lot of guys that don't throw as hard, focus more on command and movement. They're going to eat a lot more innings and hopefully limit exit velocity, which will decrease home runs and help with their uh, better defensive outfield with Peterson, Hayward, and Half. My only concern is the bullpen. You're asking a lot from guys like Rowan Wick, Ryan Tapera, um, Andrew Chafin, other guys. But I do feel as though once Horner comes up and the offense starts clicking, you can kind of tr maybe trade away a Bodie or a Sogard to try and get like a key bullpen piece. Um, Craig Kimbrell. I think this is basically his make or break year. If he sucks again this year, I feel like he's going to be out of the league. But now to talk about the rest of the NL Central, I think the Cubs win it. I have the Brewers second. I do feel like that is a uh, very popular pick, um, although their offense just doesn't appeal to me. You're asking a lot from Jackie Bradley and uh, I guess Lorenzo Kane coming back. Um, and then I have the Cardinals third. I don't like their pitching. It seems like they've had the same starting rotation outside of Flaherty since 2012. Their bullpen isn't appealing. And then I have the Reds finishing in fourth because, because Cincinnati. I like how the Pirates are just so terrible. We're not even mentioning it's, them. It's not even worth discussing. I mean, I love Q. Brian Hayes. When we actually get to awards, he's my rookie of the year pick for the National League. He's going to be a stud and a mainstay in the lineup for a long time, but he may be the only guy that's a starter this year that is a starter for them in, in five years. Cause it, it, it just that their payroll is so low. They had a couple good teams in the early 2010s and no one from those teams are left. And there's just no way with this roster that they can be competitive. They'll find a way to win series against the Reds because for whatever reason, the Reds can't win and series the against the Pirates. And the Cubs. Yeah. I mean, who is uh, the best position player? Key Brian Hayes, probably. Yeah, that, that would be my guess. That's, man. Maybe Jacob Stallings. He had a pretty good year last year. But Donovan, I'll say this about the Cubs. If you get uh, 2018 Trevor Williams, because we, we know how good Hendricks, we know how good yeah. Hendricks and Davies are. 
Um, and Arietta, I think he'll be. He's obviously not going to be fucking twenty six. No, yeah. sorry for the language. He's not going to be twenty. <laughs> whatever, but I think he'll be. It's a place he's familiar with. I think he'll be a little better than he was in the past couple of years. Um, but I mean, if you can get like a uh, a revamped, I don't know, Trevor Williams back to his twenty eighteen self or. I, even like an, I don't know if if, you, if Alec Mills is in the rotation, he. I, it, As of right now, he's not. But I think I that's also going to be the key, it, because I mean, I Mills played Mills pitched really good last year. Um, obviously had the no hitter against Milwaukee, but if uh, if we have a guy goes down, Mills is a very good kind of sixth man kind of step up. Yeah. Um. All right. Let's move over to the NL West. I think we all know uh, who the first two spots are going to go to. It just depends in which order. So let's, let's talk about that. Who, who's your first and second? I have Dodgers and Padres. Yeah. yeah I have Dodgers and Padres too. The, the Dodgers are just so stacked. There's no like glaring weaknesses. If you just look at their entire roster, Walker Bueller is their number three starter. And I know he had a bad spring training, like a really bad spring training. I believe he gave like 15 runs in 16 innings. But uh, it, he's him is your number three in your rotation is is insane. And then after him, they went with uh, David Price in there. And then I believe they went with Tony Gonsolin over Dustin May as their mm-hmm. five. So th- that rotation is, is, is insane. And then – they have guys that they can move in and out of the bullpen. Julio Urias, I don't know what they'll do with May. It's and then if you just look at their lineup, you talk about having a really good guy. Yeah. If someone gets hurt, they have Dustin May as their like sixth pitcher yeah. right now. That's crazy. And even Julio Urias, who was bullpen last year, that dude was a starter before before a couple injuries. So that they have so many so many ways to go, and then even an offense, it was like. Yeah, they may lose Justin Turner, and they brought him back anyway. So all around the diamond, that team is stacked. Outfielders, you you got Betts and Bellinger out there. Like it's, it, I don't I don't even know that it's it's just this. There's no reason they shouldn't go back to back. If you look at like their weaker positions, I don't know. Will Smith at catcher played really good last year. AJ Pollock was a nice pickup for them. They had like thirty some RBIs. Um, and obviously, the, the the star power on this team is just absurd. I, in my time watching baseball, I don't think I've seen anything like this. Um, pitching and just position players. Um, you're right, Cody Bellinger, Mookie Betts. You got the last year's MVP, um, Corey Seager. Still got Justin Turner. You still got Max Muncy. It's insane. Their pitching. Chris Taylor was, can play everywhere. Yeah, their pitching was like number one in everything last year. Their pitching was phenomenal, and it's just on paper it got even better. So, um, at least the starting rotation did. So, um, yeah, I definitely have the Dodgers um, winning the division, and I think the Padres will also be very good again. I, I can let you guys talk more about them. I wouldn't be surprised if both the Dodgers and Padres finished with over a hundred wins. Um, I mean, these teams are both legit. They both have very good starting uh, rotations. Um, I mean, the Padres, they, they're bringing back L- Lamet, pitched very good last year. 
They have uh, uh, Darvish and Snell, who they acquired this year. They have Paddock, um, and they also have a guy in the minors by the name of Mackenzie Gore, who is, I mean, he's been compared to uh, Chris Sale with his long, lengthy uh, pitching windup, especially being a lefty too. Their bullpen was very good last year, even though they did lose a couple guys. Um, and I think that's the reason why I put the Dodgers over them. But, I mean, that lineup with Machado, Tatis, Hosmer, I mean, holy cow, Cronworth is another guy, fam. This is a very good, very good Padres team, and I would not be surprised um, if if one of these teams makes the uh, gets the one seed, the other gets a wild card spot. Would be one of the greatest division series matchups we we've we've seen. Well, here's and, the thing: you you bring that up, and this is what it sucks for the Padres because we could potentially have them facing off in the divisional round, but also I have the Padres making the wild card. My other wild card team is the Mets and the Padres are a better team than the Mets, but you have to remember you're facing Jacob deGrom for that one game. And like, that's not even a guaranteed win because even though the yeah. Padres overall are a better team, we could be robbed of that division series because deGrom will go out and pitch eight shutout innings because the dude's the best pitcher on the planet. Like that's the thing why it's so crucial for either of these two teams to win the division, because obviously it's not a guarantee that they'll be facing the Mets. That's just who I have. And in general, in a one game series, you face the other team's ace, they could go out and, and, and pitch great and your season's over. So that's just, I wanted to bring that up. Yeah. Are we, I mean, are we, are we all in agreement that these are definitely the two best team or at least rosters top to bottom when you look as pitching and position players as a whole, I think these are definitely I, – I think the Padres are my second-best team in baseball, in my opinion. Yeah. No, I have that. I think you can maybe argue for the Yankees. Um, if I had to pick my top four rosters, I have these two, and then I have Yankees and Braves. But uh, I, yeah, I, I think those two. It's. I mean, I guess you could say, like, oh, well, they're best – you look at the Dodgers, so many guys that have been there for years, and the Padres – I mean, you're throwing in Snell and Darvish now, maybe your two best pitchers, um, and if they haven't played for this team yet. So maybe they, you could say, oh, they got to adjust to that, you know, new coaches, new managers, um, new ballpark. Um, it's definitely an adjustment. So, um, you know, with that, that just makes me even more confident in picking the Dodgers to win this division. And yeah, I could start like Donovan said, I could certainly see the Padres also winning 100 games. All right, let's quickly get into uh, our awards picks. Let's not get trying too in depth. Um, so I know one of us has got to go. So quickly, how about Ben, you start. Give me your MVP, Cy Young, and Rookie of the Year for both leagues. Okay, so here are mine. My MVP is going to be as basic as possible. I'm picking Mike Trout to win the MVP. Uh, it's, there's not much more to be said. He he wins it most years, more years than not. Um, I'm, National League, I'm going Ronald Acuna, Ronald Acuna Jr. His teammate Freddie Freeman won it last year. I think Acuna is going to be insane again this year. I have him winning it, although I think it's be close. I like Mookie Betts as well in, in that Dodgers lineup. He's protected too, like everywhere above him and below him. So those are my two MVPs. Cy Young, 
I'm going to go NL first because this is easy. I'm going Jacob DeGrom. Bauer won it last year. DeGrom arguably could have as well. I, I don't see him slowing down. He's played great so far in spring training. AL is more of my sleeper pick. I am taking Lucas Giolito of the Chicago White Sox. That dude has such good stuff. He had no hitter last year. There's there's multiple guys I can go with, Shane Bieber being one of them. But I'm going to go more of the sleeper route for the AL and take Giolito there. I know there's a lot of people that that he is their sleeper, Cy Young. So I don't even know if he's considered a sleeper anymore. Rookie of the year, American League. I did a little bit of research. I didn't totally – I forgot that he was even considered rookie status. American League, I'm going Randy Arozarena. Had the insane playoffs, and I, I, I think he'll carry that on to this year. And I, I think he's going to be a big part of that Rage lineup if they want to have a shot to make it back to the playoffs. I'm going to Rosarena. And I'm going two guys for a rookie of the year in the NL. I already mentioned Key Brian Hayes. He is, is going to be a stud for that Pirates lineup. Second guy I also have who is going to be near the bottom of the Reds lineup, and they actually moved a Eugenio Suarez to shortstop because of this man, was picked number five overall and I believe, 2018, Jonathan India out of Florida. He will be making his rookie debut on Thursday. And the way he has hit so far, I wouldn't be surprised if he has some of the better numbers in this Reds lineup. And I think when you move two of your star players in Moustakas and Suarez around so this guy can get in the lineup, I think – they like him a lot, and I like him a lot. And I, I, I think if I had to pick between the two, I would go Hayes, but I think India can make a run at it. All right, Colin, uh, give me your award winners. All right, I'll start with MVP. Um, NL, I'm going to go with Juan Soto um, with Washington. I think he has some of the best odds. I know a lot of people are going to go with, like, Tati, Sacuna. I'm going to go with Juan Soto. AL... I'm trying so hard to not pick Mike Trout here. Um, it's possible. I don't see it happening, but it's also very possible that his teammate Anthony Rendon can win an MVP. I'm going to go with Mike Trout. Um, I know it's boring, but he's still maybe the best player in baseball. I'm going to go with Mike Trout, and I think the Angels are going to be pretty solid this year. Um, Cy Young, I'm also going to go to Grom. And I'm also going to go Giolito. I was hoping no one else would pick Giolito. I'm going Lucas Giolito. He did throw his first no-hitter last year. He was sensational. A couple years removed from having, like, the worst ERA in baseball. Lucas Giolito was fantastic last season. And with as good as this team is going to be, in my eyes, I think Lucas Giolito – because I feel like a lot of the times when there's two players very close, they go with the one that's on the winning team. So I'm going to go Lucas Giolito. Um, he's, he has some tough competition with uh, Shane Bieber, Garrett Cole, and those guys. Um, and rookie of the year, I know Rosarena is going to be a popular pick for this one. Maybe I'll go with his teammate then, uh, Wander Franco. I'll great go with pick. him. That's a great pick. And in the NL – I love me some Sixto Sanchez. I'm going to go Sixto. <laughs> I'm hoping for a big year out of him. Great pick. So I'll go I'll go reverse order for mine. So rookie of the year in the American League. As I mentioned earlier, I think he's going to be a big part for the Twins, a guy that not a lot of people know about. If he gets his playing time, he's going to be very solid hitter. Alex Kirloff, he'll probably play a little first base, probably play a little corner outfield, maybe DH, give Cruz a day off. But I think he's is a very solid lefty bat. 
and there's a lot of right-handed pitchers in this division, so I think he's going to feast. Um, in the NL, not a lot of guys are talking about Ian Anderson. I think he's going to be a very good pick. I think he's still technically qualified to be a rookie. I'm not sure, but I feel as though he can be a guy that can be a two or a three in that very good Braves rotation um, for Cy Young's. I also am going with DeGrom because he's not because he's the best pitcher on the planet. And then I'm actually also going with Giolito, mostly because I know he is easily going to pitch over 200 innings with Tony LaRussa. And for me, it was a toss up between him and Garrett Cole. Garrett Cole plays in Yankee Stadium with a short porch. I feel like he's going to give up probably a decent amount of homers, especially with how hard he throws. So that's why I'm going Giolito. And then MVPs, um, obviously very hard to go against Mike Trout, but I'll, I still will. I think the Yankees are going to be the top overall seed in the American League, and that's why I'm going to go with their stud, DJ LeMahieu. Almost won it last year. Very good. I feel like if he can hit over 300 and hit 30 bombs, it'll be, it'll be an easy choice for the American League. And then the NL. I'm going with Juan Soto because I feel like this dude's going to hit over 330 and 50 homers. He is that good. The issue last year was a lot of teams didn't pitch to him as much. He had a lot of walks. Um, but now adding big power bats behind him, like Josh Bell and Kyle Schwarber, I feel like teams are going to be forced to pitch to him and they're going to regret it. And now let's get into our uh, playoff predictions. So the way we'll do it is just give me your three division winners, two wild cards for each league, then tell me your World Series matchup and who's your winner and how many games. Easy enough. Colin, how about you start this time? Oh, God. Well, okay. Um, so the AL, um, for me, it's between the Yankees and the White Sox. Um, you know, I think it's, it would be wise for me to take the Yankees here because they have a little more postseason experience. Um, the White Sox have only played a lot of these guys have only played three postseason games in their career in which they've won one of them. However, for the, you know, I, I can't pick against my team. I'm going to go with the White Sox Homer pick. Um, I love I, I like the rotation more than a lot of other people do. I I love the bullpen, and if we can stay healthy, I'm gonna go with the White Sox. And I'm also gonna go with the Athletics, like I said earlier, winning their division. Yankees winning their division. My two wild cards are going to go to the Blue Jays and the Quins. So I know it's. It's boring because it's a lot of the same teams from last year. I'm sure it's not going to end up that way, but that's how I see it right now. Should I go NL now too? Yep. I got Atlanta winning their division. I got St. Louis. I have the Dodgers, and my wild cards are the Padres, and as of now, the Mets. Um, I have the Dodgers winning the NL, and in a potential Dodgers-White Sox World Series, I have the Dodgers in five. Nice. Nice. All right. Ben, All right. give me 
Give me yours. I have a lot of similar stuff to Colin. Sadly, sadly for the uniqueness factor. AL, I had Yankees, White Sox, Athletics, and then my two wild cards were Twins, Blue Jays. So same there. But I have the Yankees coming out of the American League. The only the only big thing that worries me is they always seem to have an injury problem. Giancarlo Stan can't stay healthy no matter what it is. They have some okay rotation pieces that, that I like. So I'm going to pick them out of the AL. And then NL, I had Braves, Brewers, Dodgers. And then my two wild card teams are Mets and Padres. I am also picking the Dodgers to come out of the NL. MLB loves, would love this. That's a dream, like, big market matchup, New York and L.A. New York and Chicago – I mean, L.A. and Chicago would be good for them as well. So, really, any of those MLB would dream of. But I'm going to go L.A. Dodgers over the New York Yankees in six. Um, the Dodgers have the best roster on paper. We've talked about that. And I don't think it will go seven – I think the Dodgers have the power to put that thing away in six. So Dodgers over Yankees, 2021 World Series champions in six games. So for the American League, for me, my division winners are the Yankees, Twins, and Athletics. Those are automatic bids. And then my wild card, I have the White Sox and the surpriser, Los Angeles Angels. Hmm. I think they finally do it. Um, I think they'll, it'll be a very fun wild card game. White Sox, Angels. I think the White Sox win it. But I actually have the Yankees coming out of the American League. Shocker. I feel like this is finally the year they get healthy and they play all the way through October. They don't have to go up against those cheating Astros. And then the NL, I have the Braves, Cubs, Dodgers winning their divisions. And then the wild cards, I have the Padres and the Nationals. And a bit of a shocker, I have the Atlanta Braves making it out of the National League and winning the World Series in seven games. I feel like this Braves lineup could potentially be the best in all of baseball. I think they are a little better than the Dodgers and the Yankees, if healthy, obviously. Um, and then the rotation of bullpen, I think is just very good. Logically speaking in the NL, if you look at it, if it's the Dodgers and Padres in the first round or in the divisional round, I feel as though that's just going to be a bloodbath. And then the Braves would essentially have a cakewalk against the Cubs in my kind of thing. And then it'd probably be a bloodbath between the Dodgers and the Braves. I like the Braves a lot this year. Acuna, I have him finishing in a close second in the MVP. Freeman's good. Albies, Marcelo Zuna. I mean, Swanson. I like Holy it. Holy cow. Yeah, Holy I, I think cow. Easy pick at all. I could certainly see it. And I could. you could also argue that they're a top three team in baseball as well. You could argue the top three teams in baseball are all in the NL. Kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, let me ask you this. If you had to pick one team that didn't make the playoffs last year that has the best chance at winning the World Series. Ooh. This is this is a tough one just because more teams made it last year than didn't. That's if I had to answer, it would be for me, and I bet Donovan would say the same, is the Washington Nationals, just because I still like their roster and they've been there before. Not with all the same pieces. They don't have Anthony Rendon, but 
I could certainly see that when you can make an argument that Juan Soto could be the best player in the NL this year. Yeah, yeah. this is tough. And if I'm not going to go, if I'm not going to go Nationals, then I would say maybe Angels, and that's only if their pitching t- is drastically improved. Their offense and, has a lot of pieces, but they would have to be able to pitch well. And to be devil's advocate, I would go with my sleeper team this year. I didn't pick yeah. them to make a playoff spot because I feel like this is going to be a very close race for the American League wild card, and I feel like they just need a little more help out of their bullpen. But the Kansas City Royals, I like what they're doing. They have very solid offensive players and a great defensive team with uh, a very good pitching staff. So I think the Royals, the Royals are a team that a lot of people will sleep on and I like them. Yeah. Fair enough. And, I, and the last team I could see is the Mets because they didn't make yeah, play. Obviously. Yeah. I, I just thought that was a little too obvious to say. Yeah. All right. And I think this is going to wrap up our MLB uh, season preview. Opening day's Thursday. We love to see it. I mean, seven months of baseball. Thank fucking God. And uh, yeah, this is going to wrap up our episode. Please remember to like, subscribe, share with everyone you know. Uh, leave us a five star rating and a nice comment wherever you listen to your podcast. And we will see you guys in the next episode.